0: Welcome
1: to another episode of the Touring Rabbit Holes podcast, the podcast all about math and science named after Alan Turing, the famous computer scientist and mathematician. I am your host, Gabriel Hesch. Also with me is your host, Dr. Alex Alanese. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing very well today. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. I'm very excited to start the new year with today's episode, which is all about predicting the future. Pred- predicting the future is nothing new to humanity, at least in the last couple of uh, millennia. Um, f- you know, there's, there's books in the Bible that try to predict the future and the end times. However— I would say only in the last couple of centuries have people been trying to do it from a scientific perspective. Today we are going to look at uh, one such individual who made a series of predictions and we are going to grade this individual and see how close they came. What surprised me in the research for today's episode is that futurism or rather the idea of of predicting what's to come is an actual business now. Can you describe the business of futurism a
0: little bit? So folks have begun. companies have begun to hire uh, futurists who are educated people who uh, have a strong technical background, and they they actually try to predict the future so that we can vector the markets and vector companies to to the right path.
1: Okay. Yeah, so one example of this might be, um, I used to have an old Boy Scout leader who uh, many years ago at the turn of the century, 2002-ish, he put all of his stock in Palm Pilots, which I don't know which company owns Palm Pilots, but I think they actually... they go belly up. I don't know anybody who has a Palm Pilot I don't anymore. have a Palm Pilot. Like yeah, but yet like we, we all have a very similar device in our Android or Apple or other smartphones. So, uh, you know, obviously futurists
0: don't always get things correct, but there's uh, trends. So, so that's the whole point about this is limits of long-term prediction and what might be easy to predict versus what might be hard to predict. So before we get into Ray, let's ask three questions to our audience. Sure. And, and the three questions are about which do you think is going to come first? You think we're going to have lunar and Martian bases first, or the a- end of aging through medical technologies? Which is an easier, pre- to, uh, which is easier to predict or not? Wow. How about the next question? Again, lunar and Martian bases, or AI that finally surpasses human intelligence? Which one comes first, and, and which one is the easy one, and which one is the hard one? And then now here's one that's a little more specialized. What comes first, the cure for Alzheimer's or the 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 brain cancer called glioblastoma multiform, which is a really tough cancer. Which 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 one do you think comes first, the cure for Alzheimer's or that cancer? And which one is easier and which one's harder? We'll we'll revisit that. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: that's that again at the end of the episode. Yeah. So that those are the kind of questions that futurists would predict. So we're
0: concentrating on Ray Kurzweil, right? Yes. And Ray Kurzweil is a guy who wrote a book in 1990, and then in 1999. Making predictions about the 2000s, the early 2000s, up to about 2050, mm-hmm. and so I think we have a bio right here.
1: Yes, yeah, so so he's not just you know, he's 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 not only a creative writer. He he is you know he has a lot of credentials that give him you know some credibility when it comes to his predictions.
0: He was born in what 1948? Mm-hmm. Looks like he's born in 48. Mm-hmm. Looks like you got a 1999 National Medal of Technology and Innovation from President Clinton.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the United States' highest honor in technology. You know, so that's, that's that's pretty serious. And what were his accomplishments that led to that?
0: He had done uh, working for, 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 for blind folks, uh, optical character recognition, then to read back to, to blind folks. And that was some of his early inventions back when he was a young guy in the late 60s, I think.
1: Yeah. So so first of all, he was an, in, uh, an inventor before any of his uh, futurism. Right. Um,
0: okay. He's, I think it says here he got he received he has received twenty one honorary doctorates.
1: Oh my goodness! Okay, so he's and he's pretty three serious. Three more presidents
0: have honored him, and uh, and again he's written these books. So we're gonna look at the book. First from 1990, it's called The Age of Intelligent Machines, mm-hmm. and we're going to see what it predicted for 1999, 2009, thereabouts, mm-hmm. and then we'll revisit just nine years later, he rewrote, re- re- he wrote The Age of Spiritual Machines and made even more extensive predictions. So we have how much he improved between 1990 and, and his 1999 book, okay. and, and, and how how well he did versus I mean what were, what predictions were easy and what which ones were hard
1: yeah yeah now there's a a few terminologies when it comes to futurism one of them is transhumanism or you know what, what will come uh, after humanity will we uh, progress with um, genetic modification and turn us into you know people who can live in any environment or on any planet, or will we somehow merge with machines? Um, uh, and then other terminologies that one might want to search with this episode and other episodes is, are are like uh, the, the
0: technological singularity. How would you describe the technological singularity? So uh, transhumanism is, is fascinating, and I, I do believe it is a matter of time before we merge um, multiple technologies, biology, uh, so that we can live as superfishes on in, in europa you know yes. with with uh, enhanced brains and uh, we'll be able to handle that environment i don't see why that happens oh that can't happen mm-hmm. and the basis of our minds may be uh biological logic gates we are now converting uh we, we're we're creating cells with 20 30 logic gates and or nor mm-hmm. why can't that go follow moore's law and go into the billions and and or quantum computing, yeah. uh, technologies that are that can work with biology. Yeah. So uh, that, to me, is—I think that is the path for any civilization eventually, unless it, is, it destroys itself. Yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you when, but okay. it's probably not going to be tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and one other definition I've heard for the technological singularity is a point in the future where— Technology uh, uh, advances so quickly that hu- that it surpasses humanity's ability to predict it or to even understand it. So that also applies to you know uh, super so artificial super intelligence and things like that. So that's so almost
0: scary in a way. It, that may happen first, before, long before we upload into fish that can survive in Europa.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, one other thing worth mentioning is um, we did an episode on transhumanism on my other podcast, the Breaking Math Podcast, called Humanity Two. I believe it's episode 8, 9, or 10 from season 1. And uh, in the research, I found a huge fight online in the comment section of an article on an actual Facebook page called Futurism and the fight was between folks who thought that humanity merging with machines was our best chance to, to survive or um, super advanced genetic modification and the it was so interesting the argument was that if we merge with machine that is a bottleneck in terms of electronics and a single um, electromagnetic pulse could be devastating for a large population. Whereas if we fully understand how to modify our genes, we can, as you said earlier, become you know fish people or or learn how to modify uh, scales so that we can survive on a great variety of planets. We can modify our bone structure so that we could survive on planets with greater gravity and all kinds of things. So so the argument that got pretty vicious was between what the uh, most advantageous adaptation for humanity. Uh, would I'll be. tell
0: you what the most advantageous uh, adaptation yeah. is. Yes. As soon as possible. Um, it's getting people at least to the moon and having enough people to have a genetic basis to, to, for us to be able to survive. Yes. And then Mars, possibly. Yeah. We've got to do that mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, the way we, we're behaving on Earth right now, we may need to do that. Yep. And, 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 and or we may be hit by a rock. There's still a lot of rocks out there that we haven't surveyed that come out of the, from behind the sun in orbits that we can't detect. Yep. And... You know, it might be a game change, civilization-ending rock. Yes,
1: Um, we are. We better hurry up. Yeah, we are currently. We have all of our eggs in one basket called the Earth. So I think a small
0: blue dot, or the small, (laughs) the pale blue dot by Carl Sagan. That's a good thing to watch.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, all right. Without further ado, let's take a look at some of the futurism predictions of a Mister. And I'm sorry, how do you say his name?
0: Uh, Ray Kurzweil. Ray Kurzweil. So he said by in 1990. He said by 1999. You're gonna sit down and use your home computer to to, to dress yourself, uh, to mm-hmm. kind of customize your clothes and get it.
1: Yeah, by 1999, you said, I I'm inclined to give to give him somewhat of a pass because what he doesn't uh, mention here at all is is what is is done. You know, or sorry, how 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 widely uh, popular are these technologies in 19 or by 1999? It was possible but it was not widely uh, done there were games where you could you know dress dolls and and things like that so so I don't know whether to give them a pass on this one or not. I don't want to spend a whole lot so, of time on it. So
0: what I, I wrote myself some comments here. Yes. My, my daughter and my wife are exploring something called Stitch Fix in which okay. you do a, an online quiz and humans dress you. Okay. They they, they experiment with you and you go, you go through feedback. They send you clothes. They go, do you like it? Not, and you can send it back if you don't. Yes. And and it's a remarkably it's remarkable how fast it's tuned into the, the their sense of mm-hmm. style. Um, in addition to that, in 2020, Amazon did begin... Uh, an AI technology where you can dress yourself so that we had to wait till 2020. Okay. Error, you know, 20 years, 21
1: years. But you know, again, we give them some flexibility. Okay. Okay. So that's, that, that, that's kind of cool. This brings up a great question with these predictions. Uh, we should also answer the question, what could nobody have predicted in terms of technology? So we'll, we'll get there as well. We'll get there. That's a good question. Yeah.
0: So then we go, what did he predict by the early two thousands from his 1990 book? Uh, he said, uh, telephones would be able to translate between language pairs Mm -hmm. Uh, around 2012 I noticed that Google translate would do a very good job between some of the more uh, main languages on earth right now in 2021 I think it's essentially all language pairs now it can be done uh, real time with with your with your telephone which is pretty impressive so again, a few decades off.
1: Not only, you know, translate. Well, I mean, um, I, I, I've seen apps where you hold your phone over something in German and it will display it on your phone Absolutely. in English.
0: We constantly do that with uh, Asian products from our local Asian store.
1: Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's incredible.
0: Yes. Um, he said exoskeletal robots will be able to help uh, paraplegics walk. This is again, 1990. Okay. And so I was able to find a uh, article on CNBC mm-hmm. and it, I think you can see right here, Gabriel, mm-hmm. what some of the more major developments were. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, major developments in the field field of wearable robots or exoskeletons, sort of like Iron Man, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, they're giving people hope with spinal
0: cord injuries. So Neural- it's interesting as the next bullet. Okay. So here's yeah, the yeah. companies.
1: Okay, okay. Now, the robots, such as the names of the uh, robots are ReWalk's Exosuit or Exobionics, ExoNR. I'm sorry, what is it? NR?
0: next something
1: <laughs> and cyberdyne wait 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 cyberdyne, cyberdyne you got it <laughs> there's an actual cyberdyne <laughs> didn't they watch terminator oh my oh, there gosh you go.
0: cyberdynes
1: okay. hybrid assisted limbs can help even the most sedentary of all patients so you mean, uh, does this also extend to those who have quadriplegia? Is it-, it,
0: it, it does, and, and it's, it's still elementary. It's, mm-hmm. It still grabs you and just kind of tele- transports you mechanically, brutal, brutally. Okay. Okay. But the market's begun. And- you know,
1: yeah, and I got to say, seeing what they've done with Boston Dynamics, which is not only a combination of hardware but scary good software, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's, you know, not, not too long
0: before. No, the market's uh, definitely here. And, and and if you, that report is, if you see how many people are becoming paraplegic or quadriplegic just by accidents, it's quite a lot of people. So yeah. unfortunately, from a market point of view, there's a business there. Yes, yes. And yeah. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. So basically, he was correct in predicting it. But in terms of how widespread it was, he was off by about 30 years.
0: So I would say that all these are still in the realm of easy predictions, mm-hmm. uh, that he was only off by a few decades. Uh, yeah. Medical records, he said, Everyone would have universal medical records. No. Mm -hmm. And I think he said also we would have AI butlers by by 2009.
1: Okay. AI butlers. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. 2009. I don't know. I mean, the, the earliest, most rudimentary, widespread... AI I don't want to was it Siri or was it one of Siri's competitors I think I Siri
0: know. was the first in 2011 maybe Yes and it was it developed independently
1: and then it was purchased by Apple I'm aware of that and it came out right. I think it was the main feature with the iPhone 5 I believe Yes Okay yeah so so Siri is some degree of a butler but not not in terms of like uh, like in the Jetsons you know how they no, had a no, not quite. was it
0: Rosie I believe Rosie the Butler, I guess she was. was lot, the maid. The maid. Yeah,
1: something like, yeah, we're nowhere quite there yet. So, I mean, we have a Roomba that's getting there, but, you know, I I don't know. Uh, so we're going to give him a uh, semi-pass on this one. Self-driving cars. What did he predict for, for 2009? Oh, goodness. Okay. Right there. You have it right there. Okay. So he said 2009. Is that what he said? Yeah. Cybernetic chauffeurs. Okay. Okay. They can drive humans and can be uh, retrofitted into existing cars. That doesn't exist at all. There's, there's no
0: retrofitting into exi- existing cars. That would be impressive, wouldn't it? There are some folks doing that, but you have to have a car from a certain year onwards. Got it. Okay. okay. So where are we with Tesla? Yeah,
1: Tesla. Now, Tesla's full automated driving is, they keep teasing it, you know, but I, I Well, it I came
0: think, out in 16, right? And they call it autopilot.
1: Yes. Well, it was very limited, and it's still limited. Like, you can purchase uh, the license for... Um, Oh, gosh. It's... it's What is it? They're, they're autopilot. It's not quite... It's, it's considered um, assisted... It's like an assisted cruise control. You,
0: know, if you if you read the hype, they say, this is true drive. In 21, this thing will be able to drive you around without your input.
1: Okay. Okay. So that should be the I, year. I,
0: I still think they're in the hype phase. And now, now Ray Kurzweil predicted that it would... That this kind of chauffeuring of uh, autopilot would, would happen with cars talking to each other and with the road talking to the cars. The, the, the street lights would be smart. We're nowhere near that infrastructure. Yes. I agree that that is part of the, the solution, uh-huh. but uh, we're nowhere near that. Right yeah. now, it's all in the car. The car has full responsibility to, yeah. if it's going to be an autopilot. For sure, for sure. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. And I think even in that in those autopilot cars, I don't know that there's any communication between cars. That I would be amazing,
0: wouldn't that's, it? That, that would be the next step, right? Yeah, Just yeah. for the car ahead of you to tell you, hey, I'm about to stop because something ran in front of me.
1: Okay. Yes, yeah, so there was an error. So we, we have no retrofitting, and we're 26 years late. Is that how I read
0: that? I, I, yeah, I'll read that. And then I, 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 I copied the uh, accident statistics. Okay. So between January 2016, I'm sorry, between
1: 2016 and 2016, and January 2020, we've had 13 crashes. Now, is that, does that be January 2021 or is that? Year? January 2020, okay. so a year ago. 13 crashes with, with the auto autopilot. Pilot. And that's with yeah. Tesla. Only yeah. Tesla, is that that's right? That's right. Okay. So that's one accident or crash-like event for every 3.34 million miles driven in which drivers had all. Op- autopilot engaged and for those driving without autopilot but with our active safety features we registered one accident or crash like event every 1.92 million miles driven okay so it shows that uh, safer with it on
0: apparently yeah
1: yeah they still have crash like events i'm very impressed with these
0: numbers to tell you the truth i mean if you look at early jets yeah the british comet Mm -hmm. it was a killer oh wow because it would take off, and the metals would expand. It would land, the metals would contract. And one day, it just ripped. And wow. look at look at airline statistics in the in the beginning of jet age travel. Yeah. This is not bad. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I'll pass yeah. on non-Teslas. I, I definitely would love a Tesla okay. one day.
1: Now, let's see what uh, some of the things that he predicted for the early 21st century. He said, now, with uh, classrooms, the classroom would be dominated by computers. Mm-hmm. This was uh, a fun one, because... Because of COVID-19, we have a vast amount of students who are learning, you know, with a majority by computer. So do we give them a pass or a fail on this so, one? So
0: think about it. Around the globe, we sent our kids home. Yes. And here in the States, it turned out that there was a huge disparity in access to the internet. Mm-hmm. So the classrooms dominate by computers. On the one hand, if you're a have, yes, mm-hmm. you went to online schooling. If you're yes. a have not... Yeah. You're in trouble. Mm-hmm, so, so I don't know. This is a tough one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Huge disparity between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. Um, so.
0: so the next one is drug design, and I, I, I was doing a postdoc in drug design in, mm-hmm. in molecular dynamics and folding of proteins uh, back in 2000 when I went off to be a, a work on a trading floor. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Instead, make a little more coin. Um, and so let's look at the successes we've had. Throughout, see, there's some successes between 2004, 2007. Uh, I, I'm reading here that uh, Merck Pharmaceutical used data to make HIV integrase inhibitors uh, that were approved in 2007 by Intel by computational methods. And then there was, I found a citation saying that by 2015, roughly half of the clinical trials. Uh, benefited very heavily from in silico computation, which is instead of in, in, in vivo, which is inside a living tissue, instead of in, in in vitro, which is your test tubes, in silico, half of stuff, half of st- drugs were, were being designed or uh, assisted by computer methods.
1: Okay. Now, what's interesting on this as well is uh, with respect to automated, or I, sh- I shouldn't say automated, but um, designed by computer, that's a
0: huge thing. Um, bionic eyes. Mm hmm. Uh, he predicted that we would have uh, technologies to allow the blind to read and to walk around the world by 1999.
1: By 99, yep. I, he's a little, little bit off, but perhaps not too much.
0: So, state-of-the-art today, mm-hmm. 2020, and, and we've had bionic eyes, I would say, roughly 10 to 15 years, and they're 60 pixels, and you implant them in the retina. Okay. Uh, and, the, and the people who get these, they work fairly nicely. You see edge detection, so I'd be able to see you as pixel edges mm-hmm. or walk around. They can walk around. Can they read only if you put gigantic one letter at a time okay. in pixels or maybe two or three letters max? Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it the technology is here. It's still in its infancy. Uh, alternatives are actual genetic cures as wow. opposed to implantation of, of bionics. Okay. I was reading somewhere that we uh, there's a technology that might allow for... Uh, Three or four times better than what we can see. Wow. in uh, Bionic eyes. So, so that's for the the future, right? Okay. And, and uh, I can see it in a science fiction movie where you have zoom and scan and oh yeah, <laughs> all yeah. sorts of interesting technologies. Wow. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's 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 pretty wild. That is pretty wild. So, so he was he was off, but not
0: off by too much. Yeah, and, and if, let, let's let's get through. Let's skip the 2020 and and let's go to t- what did he predict by by 2010? He sure. Said, PCs, right? Okay.
1: So, yeah, a lot of... Now, I know that... We know that from Moore's Law that PCs uh, get more powerful uh, at at a very, very, very quick rate. And he had some specific predictions with respect to by 2010, which is now 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, he said that by 2010, PCs are capable of answering queries by accessing information wirelessly via the internet. Well, I mean, I, it
0: probably was there. It's amazing how quickly we forget, but I've yeah. been using Hey Google for a few years now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we definitely have it now with, you know, anybody who's got a Google Home, which is or a Google Home or any of its competitors, Alexa or So my son or, will
0: sit next to me and I'll say, yeah. "Hey Google, turn on my living room TV. Hey Google, I want to see YouTube on" Firmat or American Civil War Mm -hmm. and it pops it up so it's pretty cool I think we're definitely there in 2020
1: yeah definitely yeah and you know I think that there's been around at least you know late 2016
0: 2017 or so I'll have to uh, Google that. Not too bad. I, so I'm still thinking all of these are relatively easy, because he did a pretty good job. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah. instead of calling him a genius, well, I'm gonna, I'm saying that these are easy predictions.
1: Okay, low-hanging fruit. In terms of <laughs> futurism, that's the futurism version of,
0: you know, low-hanging fruit. So yeah. let's get to 1999, The Age of Spiritual Machines, and what did he say about 2000? What a cool name for a book, The Age of Spiritual Machines. He said this drives would go away by 2009 okay. i'll tell you this much if you go to best buy and try to buy a computer with a disk drive a laptop yeah it's hard yes in it 21. is
1: it is yeah i think he was off by about 10 years so so that's you know nearly 100 percent true in 2021
0: he sure. said telemedicine would be common right
1: yep absolutely yeah and it's you know again due to covid 19 it's more common but i think he was still off by quite a bit you know by at least 21 years um in 1999 everyone was you know or most Nearly everyone was going to the doctor in person for almost
0: everything. It was truly 2020 and mm-hmm. it was truly COVID. And I'm not sure if I like telemedicine. I've had, a, a, I think, two appointments in the last 18 months, mm. follow ups, and you feel like you're not really making a connection. So yeah, I yeah. don't necessarily like telemedicine. Yeah. You don't really Refils, feel like it. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you have an ailment that troubles you, you want a little more uh, reassurance that that they're listening to your heart or they're feeling the limb that might be hurt. Or, Correct. Uh, yeah. I don't like it.
1: We're so not there far. yet. We are definitely yeah, not quite there yet. So, uh, supercomputers. Supercomputers have been. Um, well, actually, first he had a few predictions about su- supercomputers. Um, he he predicted
0: um, that supercomputers have been. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. He said about. He said he predicted twenty petaflops, in uh, I believe 2009, and mm-hmm. we hit that mark in 11 oh wow okay that's darn close that but that's is... easy because if you look at moore's law it's a, it's it's progressing on a nice yes. Yes. graph power yeah. law
1: yeah exactly exactly uh he had a few predictions by 2019 he said we'd have self-driving cars
0: Ooh, he, that's better than what he called them in in his 1990 book you know chauffeurs electronic chauffeurs correct which is kind of funny yeah. uh, and again teslas we've already we've talked about teslas they're still controversial uh and uh i, I I want a Tesla, but I don't yeah. want to be uh, in a crash. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, exactly, exactly. So, oh, uh, I don't want to say he missed that one. He's so close. He's I cl- mean, he's close. Arguably, would say he, he he got it pretty well. Now, go ahead. All students have access to computers. So, COVID nineteen showed that many kids don't have access to the internet. So that's being changed. So from I think
0: in nineteen ninety 1990 and nineteen ninety nine, he predicted by now uh, by uh, 20, 2009, everyone would have access. And I and I, you know. I thought that more people had access until COVID mm-hmm. showed us the truth. Correct, correct. So,
1: yeah, not not everyone. You had
0: kids uh, showing up to McDonald's for Wi-Fi. Yes. And it was, you know, interesting how yeah. desperate kids were to get access. Yeah,
1: so it's not, it's not quite as, uh, you know, not not quite everyone has. it. It's sort of like running water. You think everybody has it. Yeah. But uh, not everyone. So
0: next is... Um, Simulated
1: salespersons. I get robocalls all the time. You know, everyone is always calling me and asking me, you know, about, you know, the ex- extended warranty. We've been trying to reach you about the
0: warranty on your car. I get that all the time. Well, the way I took it is I can dangerously, I can go, hey, Google, order me from Target, um, you know, Cokes mm-hmm. and have them delivered. Yeah. Uh, my kids might be able to order all, something a lot more expensive and yes. have it o- ordered. So, yeah. is that a simulated salesperson? We have smart speakers in, in lieu of s- uh, smart pers- uh, salespersons. Yes. Uh, and then he went on to, okay, I'm going to hammer on this. Household robots by by 20 by 2009, we're going to have household robots. Uh, we have Roombas and and. I have good experiences and I have bad experiences, but we don't have much more than automated uh, insect-like uh, vacuum cleaners.
1: Correct. Yeah, in- I like that. Insect-like. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, and you talk about AI and the economy and, and lifespan. So AI, artificial tel- intelligence. He predicted that humans, basically, uh, it says humans are, are beginning to have deep relationships with automated personalities, which holds some advantages over human partners. <laughs> Huh. The depth of some computer personalities convinced some people that they should
0: be more, uh, be accorded more rights.
1: I don't think we're there at all. No. Yeah, I think he. Uh, and and
0: occasionally, I like to watch CNBC, and then they they have a good app on 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 uh, Roku. I, I saw uh, about three years ago that it is again, once again, the porn industry which pushed internet technology. They're trying to make AI uh, sex partners. Oh wow! Yeah. So they're pushing this technology hard, and it it, it looks horrible. It looks like mannequin stiff like uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not there yet.
1: Not not quite. That's a fascinating one because yeah, there's
0: a lot of predictions, and that's when we're we're just there's a lot off. of literature on you know on whether on whether having a human partner or having an AI partner is better. Uh, it's I'll I'll leave it to the young generations to do. Yeah, with that. <laughs> the
1: economy. Predictions are that the worldwide economy has grown and has continued to grow, and there has not been global economic collapse. Uh, Not quite. Uh, Even in 2008, we had a huge, scary recession from December 2007
0: to about June 2009. That was a terrifying moment. If the planetary bodies had done the policy of the Great Depression... Uh, as opposed to lip freeing money, mm-hmm. uh, we could have been in a great depression too that would have been far more significant. Luckily, we made the right policy calls. We still had the great recession yes uh, planet wide uh, so that's hard yes that's yeah. a hard prediction, so now we 're in the realm of how do you know the economy is going to be gangbusters, you know, forever and ever? Because technology keeps getting better and better, and then productivity gets better and better.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a fascinating. Wow. And yeah. Then,
0: of course, there's COVID, right?
1: One philosophical philosophical cool. question you may ask is what? Um, oh gosh, what's what's the term I'm looking for? Um, wh- when you have a flaw in your thinking something like a straw man or you know uh any sort of error what 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 is the error about um thinking that our economy will always
0: be growing you know what i mean like like it's optimism from uh, it's, it's, it's technological op- optimism okay yeah yeah so, so, yeah and, and then lastly lifespan mm-hmm. ray kurzweil predicted that in 2019 2 years yes. ago the average human life expectancy uh would be 100 yep absolutely yeah and so we, we, we have some statistics here of where the life expectancy was in 2010 for yeah for it males, males yeah. for males what was it 74 years and females 79 yes okay so let's uh predicted in 21 if you're born in 21 now males have a predicted life expectancy of 76 and females of 81 81 so yep. a little bit shy of 100 mm, yeah but yeah I like Twenty years,
1: <laughs> yeah. Twenty years shy, roughly. Only shy. a fifth of someone's life, yeah, yeah.
0: And so that is really hard prediction. Yes, I hear a lot of literature on, on life extension clinic. Is finally going to clinical trials. Mm-hmm. Okay, clinical trials to the clinic. It can be ten to fifteen years. Yeah, and then these are might be small benefits. They mm-hmm. might add two or three years, if, especially if you start the on them when you're young. Yes, uh, and so we're beginning that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I guess that's where that op, you know. Now we're in that nature, and then we're going we're gonna to conclude the episode. We're in that nature of what's hard, what's easy. Let me remind you, uh, the audience, what, what we mean by that. Mm-hmm. Lunar and Martian bases or the end of aging, which comes first? What do you think? Oh,
1: my goodness. Okay. Uh, you know, I and it's funny because I kind of feel like, you know, as far as I've gone in terms of skeptical thinking, I don't want to answer that question because I know it's impossible to answer, you know? I think we get to Mars
0: first. Okay. Okay. There you go lunar and martian bases or ai that surpasses humanity i think that's a tough question
1: okay so yeah and 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 again because the question is when you ai that surpasses that surpasses humanity at what at everything at everything okay so that that's a great question ai that surpasses humanity at playing chess that was done years ago Six. yeah okay okay it's a great question it's a great question so I'd, i i i'm going to go with lunar landing Lunar bases, yeah. lunar
0: bases maybe, but if lunar bases are twenty years away, might we have the super AI in twenty years? We might. Yeah, yeah. it's a tough call. It is a very tough call. I, I I'll lean with lunar bases, but I but okay. you don't know. Yeah. Uh, how about a cure for Alzheimer's or a cure for glioblastoma multiform brain cancer, which is a tough cancer? <laughs> I know. We've made no progress on it so far. So far. Yeah, I. But you know, it's funny because ditto you know. Alzheimer's. We've made essentially no progress.
1: Yeah. Which one comes yeah. first? Oh goodness! yeah, that's a great question. I have no idea
0: <laughs> so predicting I, the future, you know certain aspects of it are really easy and and, and certain aspects are unpredictable economies, end of aging mm-hmm. uh uploading who knows yes yeah will we be will we have driverless cars by twenty thirty probably yes will we have moon bases by twenty forty probably mm mm-hmm. Will we be uploaded by twenty forty? I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that, so we'll, let's let's go ahead and and wrap that up with with uh, please give us your feedback and, and yeah, you know
1: what are some your yeah. I actually, I'd be very very curious for our listeners in our comment section, or if you want to send us an email at touringrabbitholespodcast at gmail com. What are your predictions for the next twenty years, hundred years, or just any time in the future? Uh, you know, and uh, I. Yeah, we'd be happy to address some of them. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, I mean, the fact that this is an actual legitimate business, you can be, you know, work as a futurism consultant if you've got the credibility. If you can convince somebody that that you know what you're talking about with some degree of of, of confidence, it's an actual job. So. Yeah, let us know what you think in the comment section. Also, uh, I want to mention before we end this episode th- this podcast is available wherever podcasts are played. Not only YouTube, you can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on anchor.fm. Just go anchor.fm slash touring rabbit holes. And yeah, you can listen to us uh, in the car. So not only on y- YouTube, but also the audio only. Roger that. Okay. All right. Until next week, I've been Gabriel Hesch and Dr. Alex Alanis. And we'll see you
0: next time. Have a great week. Cool.